Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ho, ho, ho! And welcome back, everybody. Here we go with episode number 28 of the Announcer Schedule Podcast. What's going on? I'm your host, Mike Gill. That's Phil DeMont Mollen. He is the voice, the face, the everything behind at Announcer Sked, the Twitter handle that you guys are all following to find out who is announcing where. We're going to go over the schedule for this week. We got a ton of stuff to get into. Rate, review, subscribe, like, share, do it all. Get it out there. Continue to push this out uh, to your friends. Bowls are back. NFL is here. The World Cup is uh, rounding down. And, of course, the NBA and NHL are uh, hitting stride. You're going to have the NBA Christmas Day coming up here. You're going to have uh, New Year's Day uh, for the bowl games. Well, actually, we are on January 2nd, so we got bowl season and all that and more. Phil DeMont Mollen, welcome back, man. How you been? Uh, doing great, Mike. Uh, what a time of year just to, to follow uh, so much in the sports world and in the sports broadcasting world and World Cup just adds to that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we're down to uh, the end here. We're down to, to come. It's like the NCAA tournament. There's action, 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 and then it gets down to the end. And before you know it, bam, this thing is gone. And uh, we now are going to be into the finals here for the World Cup. And you've been enjoying this, I know. A lot of incredible matches in the quarters that led up to this. And you go, Messi, uh, just unbelievable. We have, a, we have an Argentina-France final, which is possibly putting up the two biggest stars in the sport. Yeah, you know, you, you couldn't ask for more, I don't think, in terms of the final, even though my Brazilian friends <laughs> will tell you otherwise that they would prefer to see Brazil there. But in terms of Messi versus the defending champions, France, it should be a mega final come Sunday morning. That broadcast is at 10 a.m. Uh, the Fox call with John Strong and Stu Holden. And then, yeah, you know, it's been wild as far as some of these games, the way they've gone to penalty kicks and, you know, through overtimes and upsets, Morocco making it to the the semifinals, just some incredible matches in that quarterfinal round in particular. And then Messi was absolutely brilliant in the semifinals. Well, let's take a little look. We'll give you a preview. John Strong, Stu Holden, this is what you'll hear in the finals. Got closed down before he could get it in. Messi reaching out for that ball. It's going to work. Look at Alvarez. He's got the support of Molina coming up to his right. Alvarez wants to run it himself. Oh, my ball back to it does. One end of the field to the other. 2-0 Argentina. Croatian corner just hit with a lethal counterattack here from Argentina. It's like they've been in the last couple of games. A guy gets beat, a dangerous cross comes in. They're winning all of those tackles. Messi away from Guardiol. Able to recover at least for a moment. Messi dances around, turns the corner, gets inside of him, cuts it back! 
So some of the sights and sounds, Phil, of every goal from that game, Argentina beats Croatia. And I was kind of pulling for Croatia because I spent a week in Croatia this past summer, saw the soccer stadium, actually bought a soccer jersey uh, for my girlfriend's son. And, hey, it was a nice story for them. But uh, Argentina, Messi moves on. Yeah, Messi was just absolutely brilliant, especially that third goal. And, um, yeah, John Strong and Stu Holden, they actually called their 300th game together the very following day, the second semifinal, France in, in Morocco. So those two certainly ha- have a lot of chemistry, have been working uh, together for, for all these years. And, you know, they get this big opportunity as far as getting to call the final, which uh, I was listening a bit to um, John Lewis and TJ Reeves as far as anticipating, you know, some of these ratings. And I'm sure Argentina, France, and the whole messy storyline is going to create some some enormous audiences. Yeah, and obviously – um, you know, this uh, is the final, so uh, the World Cup will be done and back in four years, 2026. It'll be in the North American countries, USA, Canada, and Mexico will host. Fox has that as well, so uh, we'll see how they tweak the teams, if at all, uh, in four years from now when the World Cup is expanding, by the way. They're going to have more teams in the World Cup 2026. Uh, do have to highlight a sad note. Um, not so much broadcast-wise, but you heard Grant Wall was a great college basketball and soccer reporter. You've probably heard him on different podcasts talking about the beautiful game. I read a lot of Grant and college basketball world, uh, but he was in uh, Qatar covering this tournament and passed away suddenly, and uh, Grant Wall was a American, uh, probably you know one of the most well-known soccer journalists in the States. Yeah, this was really shocking news, obviously, uh, when it came down on uh, Friday evening over here in the United States on the, the East Coast. And, you know, just the the circumstances of it all created, you know, so much confusion and also speculation and suspicion and all these things because, you know, Grant was, you know, such a, you know, he, he didn't hold back as far as his, you know, criticism of, you know, FIFA and Qatar and the this kind of thing. And then he was detained at the airport. So his brother, you know, speaking uh, so passionately about, you know, foul play being a possibility. And then, you know, word has come out, you know, since then that it was indeed natural causes. But the, the fact that it happened at such a young age for Grant and in the press box of all places yeah. with his peers is just uh, so sad, not to mention, you know, obviously the loss for his, his family and friends, you know, a couple things on this, you know, one, I, I just wanted to relay a personal experience. I knew Grant at when he was fresh out of college. Uh, he went to Princeton and um, was doing an internship with the Miami Herald in 1996, fresh out of uh, graduation. And I he was brought to some Miami hurricane football practices when I was in the sports information office. And, you know, we would be standing on the sidelines, the kind of the way this, these things go is, you know, the PR people or the sports information people are, are hanging out on the sidelines with the reporters and waiting for practice to end. So we can coordinate some post-practice interviews and I'm chatting it up with Grant and getting to know him. And I was blown away with his intelligence, you know, obviously coming from Princeton, you would expect nothing less, but, you know, at his young age, just, you know, sort of the, the questions he was asking and the way he was sort of, 
investigating, you know, what we were all about and that kind of thing, just through through his natural reporter instincts. And I'll never forget what what he asked me. He was like, hey, Phil, do you know any good sports biographies? And tell me as many titles as you can, because I'm trying to read as many as I can this summer, you know, and just kind of a testament to the to the sort of, you know, um, intellect that he had, uh, not to mention, you know, a, a big heart as, you know, a lot of tributes have come through as well. And, you know, just the, the last thing on this is I don't think people realize just how close a lot of the sports media is with each other. You know, they're spending a lot of time together, you know, um, unusual hours, holidays, you know, just this uh, World Cup, for example, if, if you're a media member traveling there and, and on the World Cup beat, I mean, you're over there for weeks on end together and, you know, spending all this time. And so, you know, my heart goes out to his friends in the in the sports media world, of course, his family as well. But, you know, there's just a, a closeness when it comes to, to people who cover a certain beat and that kind of thing. And, you know, I know a lot of people are hurting uh, because of the loss of Grant Wall, but, you know, an opportunity also to to shine on, you know, just the great work he did. And he did do some on-air stuff as well. You know, I remember that last World Cup with the Fox broadcast that they were starting to, you know, incorporate him on air and that kind of thing. But, you know, just a, a huge loss for the the industry, and um, you know, yeah. Again, you know, rest in peace, Grant Wall, and we'll continue to to remember his legacy. Yeah, and I know he was just recently a uh, guest on Richard Deitch's podcast, and uh, Richard actually did a great podcast remembering the life of Grant Wall. It was one day ago, so we're recording this on Thursday. That dropped the sports media with Richard Deitch podcast uh, that dropped on Wednesday. He has a full hour remembering Grant. Those two guys worked together at Sports Illustrated. And uh, I believe he was just recently a guest on the podcast previewing the World Cup and what it was going to be like to cover the World Cup and everything. So um, kind of a sad story there. But uh, uh, we we certainly think about the family of Grant Wall here at the Announcer Schedules podcast. Uh, with that, we'll go into week 15 of the NFL, which starts tonight, Phil. Obviously, we're recording this on Thursday morning. If you're getting it today, NFL is back tonight. If you're getting it tomorrow, you already watched this game and heard the calls. Yeah, so, you know, NFL action continues to just uh, chug along here, and we're already in week 15. And, you know, as you mentioned, Niner Seahawks, the uh, Amazon Prime game, Michael Street and Hartung uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday. And then there's a couple Saturday games, Colts, Vikings, and also uh, Ravens, Browns, and Dolphins, Bills, the nightcap. And those three games are all on NFL Network. The play-by-players for those, Noah Eagle, Rich Eisen, and Kevin Kugler. So uh, cool opportunity there as far as, you know, kind of a, a different feel of the broadcast with those NFL Network games. And then Sunday, you know, a, a full slate. The World Cup final is at 10 a.m. on Fox. You know, I, I you know, think that's strategic in many ways because it then leads up to the 1 o'clock uh, Sunday games um, on both Fox and, of course, CBS as well. And full slate, a lot of the usual suspects there on the Sunday slate. So should be um, another big weekend of NFL. Yeah, real quick, a couple highlights for me. Kevin Kugler, we like to talk about schedules. Thursday night, he is on the Westwood One call with Ryan Harris, so he'll be in Seattle. Saturday, he is on NFL Network in Buffalo. So he's going from Seattle Thursday night, 
Saturday to Buffalo. He'll be on the NFL Network TV broadcast with Mark Sanchez, Laura Oakman, and Peter Schrager. Now, Schrager last week, he was filling in on Fox um, as kind of their insider there. Mark Sanchez, as we know, has done some Fox stuff. So these guys are getting some NFL Network work as well. Uh, and then, of course, uh, all those games are on radio. Ryan Radke, Ross Tucker, John Sadek, Mike Golick, Bill Rosinski, Jason McCourty. So uh, the whole Saturday slate gets some radio coverage. And then Sunday, you get that Cowboys uh, Memphis, uh, compass feed with Kevin Ray and Danny White. ESPN Radio, Steve Levy, Mike Tannenbaum, they're doing Eagles and Bears. So uh, that is the... Uh, ESPN team there. Sports USA, Josh Appel and Mark Carrier, former Bears safety, getting the call on that Lions-Jets uh, game. And then uh, ESPN Radio, former guest of the pod, Mark Kessler, Kirk Morrison. They're doing Patriots and Raiders. Sports USA has a 4 o'clock. Larry Kahn, Steve Goskowski, the former Patriots punter. I don't know if I've seen his name on the podcast yet, so we'll drop him into names that have now been mentioned. Troy Clardy is back, and Brian Baldinger, they're doing the uh, Compass Media Titans Chargers game, and then Radke and Golick are back for Westwood 1 for Sunday night, and then Harlan and Ross Tucker is his partner this week, I guess because uh, Kurt Warner's doing some TV, so Ross Tucker's jumping in, so Tucker getting double duty, a lot of double duties this week. Yeah, a lot of double duties, and you know, that means airline travel and this time of year when the, the weather starts to act up a bit, it, it could get a little dicey at times. All right. College football. Yes, we always keep our eye on the schedules of who's traveling where and we can try to get track down those great stories. Uh, college football, another, um, you know, uh, unbelievable story. I could not believe, Phil, when I saw the story about Mike Leach, that first off that he was in the hospital and I said, Wait, Mike Leach. You know, this guy was just coaching in the Egg Bowl. He was coaching in the Egg Bowl and maybe had his biggest win of his career on Thanksgiving Day. And less than a month later, Mike Leach, an innovative coach, no longer with us. I think that kind of is a shocking story uh, to the college football world. Yeah, no doubt about it. Another shocking story, another loss of, you know, just a, a prominent figure in the sports world. And, you know, I know there's obviously been a ton of tributes, you know, uh, ESPN and the SEC Network have done a great job as far as showing some, you know, special shows uh, devoted to, you know, the the life and the impact of Mike Leach, an offensive innovator and just an incredible uh, mind in terms of the football side of things and a real favorite of the media. You know, the folks loved interviewing Mike Leach. You know, I guess there's, you know, a couple people might have had a run in here and there, but for the most part, I mean, this is one of the more entertaining characters we have ever seen in the sports world as far as some of the sound bites he would give and that kind of thing. And, you know, I know. You know, there's um, several media members, you know, guys like Bruce Feldman, Ryan McGee, who really had great relationships with with Mike and like got to know him over the years and covered him extensively and, you know, told the story of just this, you know, unique character, you know, as far as uh, stream of consciousness, the way he would have his conversations with people and just go into all sorts of topics. You know, there's plenty of, um, you know, clips of, you know, great Mike Leach uh, post-game interviews and press conferences and that kind of thing. So if you want to kind of remember him on the, you know, the more lighter side of things, you know, I, I encourage you to take a look at some of those, but you know, big, big loss, you know, my, my heart goes out to the, you know, the, the, the folks um, in Starkville 
and all, all of his friends and family, all of his former players, and then that current team who's who's gearing up to play in a bowl game uh, come uh, January 2nd, that's got to be tough as well. But uh, rest in peace, uh, Mike Leach, another great one uh, that – unfortunately we've lost who by the way did have some broadcasting in his background he did a couple games on uh, cbs college sports network he was a color analyst back in 2010 he also uh worked with jack Aroot, the great jack Aroot, on the college football playbook i don't know if you remember the show on sirius xm college sports nation uh, channel 91 it was a uh, little midday uh guy was like right at lunch 12 to 3 that was back in 2010 and, and he was a radio guy so uh, I loved Leach, man. I loved watching him. I loved the way he interacted with the the sideline. You said that people loved uh, to interview him. Sometimes it looked like it was a very awkward exchange where they were like, what did I just get myself into? Uh, he was a very smart guy and, quite frankly, an innovator. I mean, the offenses that we see in college, high school, and pros, this is a Mike Leach, this air raid. You remember Texas Tech and – Washington State. I know in our market, um, Gardner Minshew, those of you who remember Gardner Minshew and Minshew mania that struck Washington State Cougars, the coach was Mike Leach. Minshew is now a Philadelphia Eagle. He was asked about the impact Leach had on him, and he essentially broke down in tears when asked Mm. about the impact that Leach had on him. And he essentially said if it wasn't for Leach, that he'd be coaching high school football somewhere by now. Because Leach gave him a shot, and you know nobody else would. And now Gardner Minshew is a you know very successful. He was a very successful starting quarterback, by the way, in terms of wins and losses. And now he's probably one of the premier backups in football. So uh, definitely shocking news to hear. Sixty-one years old, Mike Leach passed away, and uh, obviously Mississippi State. They will play in the bowl game, as we mentioned, and we'll take a look at the bowl games. We have a lot of bowl radio and TV. It's the most wonderful time of the year, they say. Yeah, and it gets started, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, the Bahamas Bowl, one of my favorites. I got to, I got the pleasure of working that once. Uh, actually, the very first time that Steve Levy did play-by-play for the Bahamas Bowl, I was a stats guy. I was kind of called into duty last minute because I was living in Miami and got to work with with Steve, and now he's known as the unofficial, official, or official, unofficial, however you want to phrase it, voice of the Bahamas. Well, what a gig. And uh, he'll be paired with Joey Galloway and Chris Budden on the sidelines this time around. And then there's an afternoon bowl game as well on Friday, the Cure Bowl, uh, UTSA versus Troy. That's uh, Beth Mowens and Kirk Morrison. Uh, you've got a bunch of games on Saturday. I mean, a full slate on Saturday. You could settle in. Um, and watch a ton of college football on Saturday if you've been kind of jonesing after, you know, a a week off with the exception of Army-Navy. Games Monday, games Tuesday, games Wednesday. Uh, So from now until probably the when we – tape our next show Mike you know you can you can have action every single day of the week you know in terms of uh bowl games and you know I know there's plenty of radio coverage as well there is and uh we did go over the ESPN radio broadcasters uh, last week on the podcast so if you want to hear all of them uh you can go back Uh, Kevin Winter is doing the Bahamas Bowl with Freddie Coleman that will kick things off there and then we have uh bowl season radio uh, this is amazing. The bowl season radio, they just do all the bowls. They come out this time of the year, and uh, there's a whole nother avenue of broadcasters getting a shot uh, to get out there. 
Yeah, Bowl Season Radio, they actually made their debut last year. And um, I think they pretty much, you know, fill in all the blanks if, if it's not uh, being aired on, on ESPN radio in terms of making sure all these bowl games have some sort of national radio coverage. Um, you can find it on Sirius XM, I'm, I'm pretty sure, as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, more opportunities for – broadcasters um you know a lot of up-and-coming names and and guys also who you you may be familiar with also on this full season radio um lineup and uh yeah encourage you to to keep an eye on that network as well i do want to give a shout out to um chris mccoskey in particular uh you know he's a big fan of the Twitter feed and a big supporter of the Twitter feed. And, you know, he'll be part of that coverage, um, mainly working sidelines for bowl season radio. And a lot of the guys who you see throughout the year in terms of, you know, we've been talking about ESPN plus and that kind of thing throughout the college football season. Some of those names who, you know, you're used to, to seeing on ESPN plus on the video side will be on bowl season radio for these bowl games. So yeah, if you're not able to get in front of a TV for all these uh, bowl games, you can, Check it out, driving around with your windows down. Yeah, well, what, and one of the things, and by the way, he's at the Frisco Bowl, so you can probably get your windows down maybe a little bit in Texas. Uh, but one of the things is you got a lot of day games. Monday, the twenty, uh, the 19th, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, uh, that's a 2.30 game. Bowl season radio has Travis Jones, uh, Jay Sonhalter, and Molly Cotton doing that game. So if you're driving around, getting Christmas uh, you know, shopping done, you probably pop on that game, UConn and Marshall. Uh, you got uh, the whole bowl season and bowl season radio, another alternative uh, for bowl season. And then you got the uh, subdivisions. They're all finishing up as well. And uh, some of those games actually uh, get a chance. To, they, they get the limelight. They get the TV this week. Yeah, you know, the, another great opportunity for for more announcers, but also, you know, great opportunity for these student athletes to to get on a on a big stage and, and get exposure. And and certainly, these guys are are working hard, no matter what level you're on. Uh, Friday night, uh, you've got an FCS semifinal, Incarnate Word at North Dakota State. Drew Carter uh, handles the play by play with Aaron Murray, uh, analyst on that one. And then the D three championship, the Stag Bowl. Uh, North Central versus Mount Union. Uh, those are two of the powers of Division Three. Uh, John Schriffen, Renee uh, Ingaglia, and Coley Harvey on the call for that one. And then a Saturday, you've got another FCS semifinals with former guest of the podcast, Mike Cousins, on the call um, up in Sa- South Dakota State. The D2 championship with Kevin Brown handling play-by-play on ESPNU on Saturday as well. And then, uh, you know, if you want to mark your calendar, Sunday, January the 8th is the FCS championship. So that kind of happens after, you know, the the bowls are, are complete and, you know, um, has its limelight on that Sunday, January the 8th uh, date. Uh, Roy Philpott will get the call on that one. So, yeah, great opportunity for these student-athletes, great opportunity for more announcers. Yeah, Mountain Union, by the way, uh, that is the uh, alma mater of Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. He was asked if he was going to attend the game. He said, ah, it's a Friday night. I got a lot going on. You know, we're playing the Bears on Sunday, uh, so he will not be there. But uh, Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, played wide receiver for Mount Union. There's a little insight for the uh, listeners out there. All right. College hoops. Uh, I'm all into college hoops, man. I am. But I am waiting for um, conference schedule. These non-conference games I'm over with. I need the conference schedule. I need the I need the crowds. I need the crowds to get into it. 
It's coming soon enough, Mike. Uh, we'll be there b- before you know it. And, you know, there's been a couple conference games here and there. You know, a lot of times the conferences will have like uh, one or two, two or three games in the in December, you know, kind of kick off the conference season. But it really on it obviously gets going um, after the the new year. And, you know, the, the one announcer pairing that's really gotten – um, a lot of attention on the Twitter feed is Jason Benetti, you know, who moved over from ESPN to Fox in the in the offseason, and Bill Raftery, you know, um, play-by-play and analyst, respectively. Uh, they did their third game of the season last night. They got uh, a stinker. UCLA. They got a stinker last night. <laughs> yeah, not not much of a, of a game, but that might be more uh, Raftery, you know, as far as giving him a little space. But, oh, it was. But probably – Probably the audience, uh, you know, um, you know, might tune out a bit whenever it's a, a stinker like that. But yeah, they've done three games so far: Marquette, Purdue, Baylor, Marquette, and now UCLA, Maryland. And it, it makes you wonder: it, are they going to kind of settle in a, as as a regular pairing here? Um, you know, certainly they were getting a lot of buzz on the Twitter feed um, as far as you know, kind of a match made in heaven kind of thing. So we'll continue to keep an eye on on that pairing. And yeah, it's just always fun to see see college hoops and and all the announcers uh, getting opportunities here. You know, another full slate uh, this weekend on Saturday as well. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. Yeah, I don't know. Benetti and Rafferty, I watched a little bit of that. UCLA, Maryland, that was like a 40 point game late in that game. Uh, but I got a chance to then flip around because that game was a little out of control. Went over to Wake Forest and App State, your neck of the woods, and heard this. Pass at 6 11. Here is Carr, the catch, shoot, and win! The catch, the shot, the victory. Instead of the dribble, Wes, he had time to catch it and make that turnaround. That was not an easy shot. And now they're going to have to look at that dimension. Wes Durham, Dan Bonner on the call uh, of Wake Forest App State, a game winner. Yeah, Wes Durham, we've, we've talked about him on the on the broadcast before. This was on the ACC Network, uh, Wake uh, with the buzzer beater over App State. And, you know, really well done. Catch, shoot, and win. And uh, catch, shoot, in the, in the victory. He kind of follows up and reiterates it even more. Uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of that Ray Allen shot, you know, with the, the heat uh, way back when in the – the NBA finals and you know just a, a cool final call there for West Durham uh, that has gone viral a bit and Dan Bonner by the way I'm talking about a veteran 
uh, analyst who knows his stuff. I really enjoy listening to Dan Bonner as well. Uh, you know, as far as you know, his knowledge and, and history with the game, and you know that that's cool that you know this game App State and Wake got that treatment of such a, a great crew as Durham and Bonner. All right, uh, that's the college basketball. And by the way, a ton of college basketball out there. Uh, if you want to find a game, ESPN Plus, CBS Sports Network, FS1, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, you know, you can find a game and find a lot of very talented broadcasters out there. We'll kind of get our hands dirty with the college basketball season uh, as college football and stuff kind of winds down here and give them a little bit more love. But uh, the NBA, their Christmas Day schedule has been released. Yeah, that's right. So um, ESPN went ahead and, and announced its Christmas Day uh, announcer pairings. These games are going to be simulcast, by the way, on both ABC and ESPN. So you can watch it on, on either network. And obviously, over the years, this has turned into a major, major event and, you know, uh, tradition in terms of NBA on Christmas Day and you know 76ers Knicks get things kicked off at noon if you're if you're planning your Christmas Day Ryan Rucco and JJ Redick on the call for that one Lakers Mavericks with Dave Passion I believe the season debut uh that will see Hubie Brown on the call uh that's uh pretty cool you know that Hubie's still uh going strong uh he'll be on the call of that Lakers Mavericks game with Dave Pash Bucks Celtics is the 5 p.m. game. Mark Jones and Doris Burke. And then Grizzlies Warriors uh, is the 8 o'clock, the big primetime 8 o'clock Eastern game with the Breen, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Lisa Salters crew. Uh, the late night game is Suns Nuggets, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern with Beth Mowens and Richard Jefferson, George Sedano reporting. So, you know, some great stuff on Christmas Day. I know ESPN Radio is going to be involved as well. Uh, they'll be covering both the Bucks celtics game with Sean Kelly and Corey Alexander, who, you know, we typically see on, on college basketball on the TV side, uh, the Virginia alum, Corey Alexander. He was used in this spot some last year, and uh, maybe we'll see more and more of that. Sean Kelly, of course, the voice of the Florida Gators, uh, uh, getting some ESPN radio reps now on uh, Bucks Celtics. And then Grizzlies Warriors will be uh, Mark Kessischer and PJ Carlissimo. Always great to see those two together. Yeah, uh, a couple quick things here. Ryan Rucco, great guy. Have had him on the radio. Uh, he's doing that Sixers-Knicks game. You know what we're going to try to do? I'm going to send a text out to uh, Tom McGinnis, who calls the Sixers. What is it like to have to call a game on Christmas Day? Maybe we can get him to kind of talk about having to do a game on Christmas and the travel on Christmas and all that stuff. I know Tom listens to the pod. So maybe, Tom, you could text me and say, you know what, I will come on with you guys next week because uh, he's calling Sixers Knicks on Christmas Day. That's the local radio. And by the way, Tom's a very interesting story in that he does the games by himself, no analyst. He does the games, the play-by-play, -play, all by himself, and he's done that for quite some time uh, on the radio side. J.J. Redick, by the way, was just a guest of the Marshan and Auran podcast. We'll give those guys a cool shout-out because J.J. Redick, really cool, talking about his broadcasting career and his production career. You know, he's got the podcasting company. So that was a really cool listen that J.J. Redick, he said, I'm actually busier in retirement than I was in broadcasting. So, And I like Redick. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, as an analyst, he's doing about 25 games, I think they said on the podcast this year uh, for Reddick. You mentioned Hubie Brown. Always love listening to Hubie. 
Uh, and then, of course, yes, as you mentioned, the radio. Sean Kelly, Corey Alexander, and then our buddy Mark Kessischer and PJ Carlissimo uh, doing that game. Uh, those are ESPN radio games. And keep in mind, uh, there's football on that day too, which used to be a NBA game day. And the NFL has kind of infiltrated that day. We'll get those pairings to see because uh, those games on Christmas Day, we know the games, but I don't think we have the pairings yet. So we'll see how high of a level they treat those games with their broadcast pairings because the NBA – they're obviously going all out with their broadcasters. How about an update on Bob Rathbun? We uh, talked about him last week, the Atlanta Hawks play-by-player. Yeah, g- good news on that front. Um, you know, it was kind of a, a really scary situation uh, when Bob uh, had to be taken from the arena, um, you know, g- collapsing during a stand-up there with the, the Atlanta Hawks broadcast along with it, you know, alongside his partner, Dominique Wilkins. But good news, Bob is uh, – been on the mend and he's expected back shortly uh he did an exclusive interview with uh the athletic where you know he he said hey i'm not ready to retire i'm i'm getting getting my strength back and going to be ready to go before you know it uh, also a shout out to mike morgan uh who has been filling in uh for bob on the play-by-play side on those hawks broadcast and uh just just really uh good news that that bob's going to be back all right uh now Down the stretch we come. We mentioned way back in the beginning of this podcast, the NHL, January 2nd, we said New Year's Day. Winter Classic is back, and that is January 2nd as well. So Winter Classic is going to be battling the Big Bowl Day. Yeah, so Monday, January 2nd, right up against all those Big Bowl games, uh, the Penguins and the Bruins from Fenway Park for the Winter Classic and uh, Kenny Albert will handle the play-by-play. Eddie Olchick and Keith Jones, uh, analyst. And then Darren Pang uh, will be down on the ice handling interviews. And, yeah, that's turned into uh, quite the tradition as well. You know, always interesting what the weather might provide uh, for that uh, broadcast. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting from a ratings perspective as well how it does head-to-head against uh, some of those, uh, you know, afternoon bowl games. All right. Uh, now? Uh, let's get into uh, some sports that don't get a lot of highlight uh, out there, and let's highlight some of these things, uh, some of the college sports that are coming down the stretch here. Well, it, kind of interesting because you, you always wonder, and there, it's always a conversation in the United States, you know, whether a World Cup is going to propel, you know, U.S. soccer to, to you know, a, a higher ground and, you know, a, you know finally get it amongst the, the absolute mainstream and that kind of thing. And, you know, what, what I noticed this week was the NCAA soccer championships went down on both the women's side and the men's side. And I would argue because the World Cup was happening at the same time, they received more attention than they typically would. And they both turned out to be sensational games. Uh, the women women's final North Carolina and UCLA. North Carolina had a 2-0 lead in this one uh, with 10 minutes to play in regulation, and UCLA scored two goals uh, before the final buzzer to tie it up and then won in overtime with a, a third goal. Let's take a listen how that unfolded. McMahon still pushing for UCLA. Ball in the box. The turn, the shot, saved by Allen. Follow-up, good! UCLA! takes the lead. Allen makes the initial save, but gives up a rebound. 
And the Bruins there to pounce on it. And there it is, Mary Carmen Reyes. You see the joy, the tears of joy in her, in her eyes. UCLA wins the women's championship. Yeah, Jen Hildreth on the play-by-play of that one. Uh, Julie Foudy, the the former uh, you know World Cup star for the U.S. national team, was the analyst, and yeah, that game provided a lot of drama. Uh, they play in a neutral site, you know, at least neutral on uh, officially in Cary, North Carolina, but that's not far from Chapel Hill. So there was a lot of disappointed Tar Heel fans after they. Uh, uh, we're unable to close that out, lead in 2-0. All right, uh, and then on the men's side, it came down uh, to kicks. Anthony Sinclair, the senior from Costa Rica, to do what was unthinkable months ago. from all over the country have come together to etch their names in history and never be forgotten again. There you go. Syracuse wins on the men's soccer side on that penalty kick. Yeah, television call there by play-by-player Dalen Cuff, letting it breathe and letting the the sights and sounds uh, speak for themselves after that big moment as uh, Indiana and Syracuse went to PKs. And, yeah, once again, like, you know, World Cup during the day and then, you know, these NCAA soccer championships were – you know, in the evening. So if you were in the kind of the soccer mode and, and we're getting into the World Cup, uh, this was a nice compliment to it as far as seeing, you know, um, the college soccer uh, brands. And hopefully the, the college soccer will continue to, you know, grow in popularity. I think especially when it comes down to these postseason tournaments, it's a, it's a pretty darn competitive uh, form of the sport. And uh, great to see that these uh, finals got some extra coverage this time around all right and then uh, obviously uh as we get to the end here but but first something i don't know that we've ever brought up which is ncaa volleyball well what's interesting here is i already had volleyball on my mind this week and then tj reeves and john lewis over on the sports media watch podcast had a special guest this week rachel bachman the senior writer of the Wall Street Journal who uh, covers women's sports extensively. And the main topic was the rise of women's volleyball on the national landscape. And uh, it is in indeed on the rise. Um, you know, there's the volleyball folks will say it's a undercovered sport. If you, if you look at, you know, how many people are actually interested in it on the grassroots level and from a participation standpoint in the conferences, such as the big 10 and the big 12. I mean, these guys get huge crowds for some of their games, sec as well. And, you know, it is perhaps an undercovered sport. However, 
this weekend, uh, beginning tonight, if you're watching this on Thursday with the uh, semifinals on ESPN, ESPN is going to really roll out some big coverage, you know, putting them on, you know, their big networks and that kind of thing. Uh, Courtney Lyle, uh, Holly McPeak and Katie George are the broadcast team and, you know, should be good. San Diego and Texas Pitt versus Louisville. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, these products on a bigger stage this weekend. And I encourage you to check it out. It It's an exp- exciting sport, especially when you get to these uh, championship scenarios. And I think it translates really well to TV as well. All right. Uh, well, hopefully this translated well to your ears. It is the announcer schedules podcast. We asked you to just to do a couple things for us for the holiday season, rate, review, subscribe, like share, do it all, get it out there, continue to push this out uh, to your friends uh, and let them listen to who's broadcasting where to give awareness to people who do a great job in this industry as we continue to kind of keep our eyes and ears on things like volleyball right there, the soccer stuff as well. Uh, Phil, we are uh, got the holiday schedule. We'll be back next week with one more pod for the year, and then the final week of the year will be taken off here, but uh, we'll be back in the new year. And, of course, uh, the new year brings a lot of new stuff. we got the NFL playoffs coming up. The NBA really starts to kick into another gear. The NHL, as we mentioned, has the stadium series uh, on uh, January 2nd. And uh, we will certainly be keeping our eye on hockey as uh, that's pretty cool. And then um, we've got, uh, before we know it, baseball. Spring training will be back. Uh, So very cool. All right. Anything else, Phil, before we jump out of here on this uh, 28th edition of the Announcer Schedules podcast? Well, just want to give a shout out to Eric Reed. He's the uh, television play-by-play announcer for the Miami Heat. And, you know, if you're not familiar with Eric Reed, he has been with the franchise since day one, 1988, when the, the team began as an expansion team. He recently called his 2,500th game, so 2,500 games, uh, calling Miami Heat games for for Eric Reed, and he continues to go strong. Uh, John Crotty uh, is his analyst these days, and, you know, I've had the chance to work with, with Eric uh, quite a bit over the years, uh, consider him a friend, and, you know, I'm just uh, thrilled to see that he's still going strong after all these years, and uh, 2,500 games with with one franchise, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big deal in my book, so uh, congratulations, Eric Reed, and uh, you know, wishing you uh, many, many more games as well. All right, there we go. Uh, great stuff there. As always, we take a look back at the uh, next week. Uh, next, We'll be back next week to take a look at the week ahead. And, of course, uh, we'll get to the Christmas time here. You get any of your shopping done? You, you all done there? Um, you an online thanks to shopper? Amazon Prime, you know, I think we're, we're going to pull it off uh, just at the buzzer. You're an online shopper. I've I've kind of morphed into that a little bit, you know. The, the, I'm not I'm not a, afraid to go for a, a last second run to a Barnes and Noble or the like, but uh, yeah, you know, Amazon Prime it's 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 pretty convenient, and uh, you know, um, I, I'm able to find uh, most anything I would uh, yeah. be looking for. I was off of work a couple days this week. I'm I'm back on Thursday. I'm off on Friday. Then I'm off a couple days next week, and then I'm off the whole last week of the year. But I used yesterday to kind of old-fashioned just walk around stores and thumb my way through some things. Found a couple nice items there. It's nice to have the tangible item in my hand. But uh, all right, everybody, get your Christmas shopping done. You're running out of days to get it delivered to you. Uh, So get it done. All right. For Phil, I'm Mike. This has been episode 28 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. We 
will talk to you guys all next week. Merry Christmas! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.